Hour number two of the radio program, Puck and Gas, live from the Carter Volkswagen studio. Marco Gonzalez, Marco, will join the program a, a little bit later, about uh, 12 o'clock uh, with lunch with listeners. But now joining us, boy, this is my honor, on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. I think the last time, last time he and I would, would, would share, I guess, the radio, and this is what we're doing now, I think we were sitting in Bowler Gym, probably 1998, and uh, calling one of several in front of a packed crowd, mm-hmm. uh, w- WSU volleyball games for KUGR, <laughs> our local college radio station. And Gary, look at us now. I'm sitting and talking about sports, you. and you're calling the uh-huh. Mariners. So a little bump right, set spike right. action, huh? Yeah, Gary Hill. Yeah, the, bump the, set spike, that's right. Yeah, that's one right. of the many voices on the radio broadcast for the Mariners, but now the only one left standing because he didn't get hurt <laughs> in a pickup basketball game. It, it, it's clearly, Gary, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. So you might as well come uh-huh. clean now and tell us because we're going to keep asking until we find out who was it who was on the, the mission to destroy the Mariner broadcaster so they could move up. And frankly, a lot of arrows point to you yeah. because you've benefited from this. Well, I'll just say this. I grew up in Tacoma, so my brand of basketball may be a little different than most people. <laughs> so maybe a, bit, a little more rough yeah. than a lot of people are used to. You know, yeah. when you're playing at Wright Park in Jefferson Park, you know, that can happen. So... Just be careful. That's all I'm saying. When I'm around, just be careful. Wow. Uh, Gary, it's a solid. It's a solid career move. Let's get Sims out first, and then I'll take Riz out. Yeah, and 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 well, what is it? So Sims knew immediately that, that somebody had severed his Achilles. And by the way, Sims has put a photo of himself up. That's fantastic. He looks good. He's come through the surgery. He looks great. And but, Gary has has gotten rid of the knife that he used. Well, I want to know, Gary. Uh, right. I want to know what happened with Rizzy because Rizzy's fine. Everything's great. And then all of a sudden, I mean, did you like corner him in the booth and wrench <laughs> his arm behind his back to finish the job off because he clearly wasn't injured enough at the time to require medical attention, and now all of a sudden does? This is a huge mystery. What did did you injure him again? Well, that's the amazing part of the whole thing. He he tore he like his bicep is off the bone in the game, but he played through. He just kept on going, which is amazing. And then went a couple of weeks later, and then finally got it checked out. And so, uh, I don't know, I feel I feel pretty awful for both guys. Achilles injury. I mean, that's as brutal as it gets. The good news is, and I've talked to Rick a couple of times here on the trip. He's doing great. He had the surgery. He's in a cast. Uh, He's anxious to get back on the radio, to say the least. So I can't wait to see him at home. But it's good that both those guys are recovering in what has turned out to be one of the most uh, famous basketball games in uh, recent Seattle history. And what what Gary (laughs) fails to mention every time he does reach out to Dave and Rick, he says that he signs off by saying, don't hurry back. Right, that's right. Yeah, take your time. Take your your time when you come back from this injury. We want you back full strength. I've got this covered. Don't worry about it. Meanwhile, everyone else is hoping they hurry back as quickly as possible. Oh, don't. (laughs) Well, you know, all joking aside, you're doing a fine job, given the fact that this was not necessarily the job you were hired for. I mean, I know that they knew they were going to be able to use you, and you've done baseball before. We've heard you for a few years now, but this is—it's uh, really unlike anything I've ever seen. What do you what do you make of the first three to four weeks of Los Marineros in 2018? Uh, yeah, this certainly wasn't the plan going into the season. I know I was going to get a lot of games going in, but this has turned out to be a little different. But you know, I'm excited about this team offensively. I think we've seen—I mean, we haven't seen their full offense yet. Right now, we're about as close as we've seen them. 
And I think there's a lot of things to like about them offensively. I think Mitch Hanniger is, is ridiculous right now. Mm-hmm. I think Nelson Cruz has his timing back. But when you look at this lineup up and down and what they can be all together, you know, when Zunino gets his timing back as well, I think this team's going to score a ton of runs. And we saw it in Texas, especially late. I think they have a chance this series to put up some crooked numbers in the three games against Chicago. Cleveland's obviously going to be difficult because of their rotation, and the Mariners ran into that against the Houston Astros. But I think as the season moves on, you know, providing health, I think they're going to score a lot, and that's what I'm most excited about with this team. You know, you know, Gary, and it's been it's been interesting, you know, to watch. And again, Gary Hill is is joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. He's he's filling in for uh, the injured uh, Rick Riz, Dave Sims, and all those guys. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I was gonna save this for the end. Uh, I listened to you a lot this week, and I've obviously heard you before do plenty of games. I mean, I, we joke and aside that we used to go to school together in the world famous Murrow School of Communication. We've done volleyball. World games. famous. We've done uh, we've done baseball games before, but um, you and Ryan Roland Smith, I've always, I've never, th- I've never understood with the mirrors on this in terms of not having a color guy in the radio because they kind of don't have never done that before as much. You and Ryan were fantastic. I was I was telling Gas I had to go over to. To uh, my my daughter was in the Washington State gymnastics state meet over in Kennewick, so we listened to a lot of of you there. And then on the way back, you and Ryan, having not worked together before, looked like and sounded like you guys had been working together for years. You guys sounded great. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, no, thanks. I really appreciate that. That means a lot, especially coming from you. We go back, uh, obviously, a long ways. Even, uh, what, Pullman-Moscow High School yes. rivals at the time? Well, that's so. right, because Gary was not only – he was the voice of the Pullman Greyhounds, I was the voice of the uh-huh. Moscow Bears. Wow. And the Moscow yeah. Bears were terrible. We're awful. We're the worst team in the history of Idaho. How did you get Moscow? I mean, because just... Gary was be- – first of all, it was the pecking order of who was good in the broadcast school, and, and he's Gary been ahead was always the best. Yeah. yeah. And I got the Moscow Bears. I got, I got. The I was gonna show. say luck, but I, well, I don't know. Unlike, <laughs> unlike Puck, I think you got a lot of work to do. Frankly, yeah. after hearing this week. <laughs> yeah. So, but but so what, what it, so we're on the same page, guys. That's right. That's, great. that's right. What what has been? It's not been lost because you just mentioned it. But it's certain, you know, the Etro talk has been so loud, and then you know the injuries, the crews, and all that one. You touched on it early. This Mitch Hanniger story. And I know people are following along. Seven of twelve in this last series. He had he had what yeah. three doubles, three home runs. He drove in seven on the season. This guy's hitting three fourteen with an on base of three ninety, seven home runs and twenty two RBIs. If this guy stays healthy, we're we're talking about an all star. We're talking about right now on pace to be one of the best players in the American League. It's it's he's off to another great start. Agreed. I mean, I think we all marveled at what he did last April. He's been better this April so far. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You wonder what the final numbers are going to look like if he stays healthy. And that isn't even mentioned his defense. He's really good in right field. And you peel back some of the numbers, you look at defensive runs saved and everything else. He's one of the best right fielders in baseball. And then, oh, yeah, he can play center field for you, too, if you need uh, to give Gordon a day, which he did yesterday making a nice catch. His all-around game is splendid. I hope he stays healthy all year because all-star, I mean, he's playing at that kind of level, no question. Give me something to feel good about, and I'm hardly ready to write the season off for him. And, and but, but Paxton, you know, this is a month ago we're debating whether or not this guy should be your ace. Should he start opening night? Should he be the guy? Now we're going to still have Felix do it. Okay, that's fine. And, you know, again, you know, uh, he's gone uh, four innings, five innings, four innings, four innings. You know, I'm a little 
concerned? I mean, is, is there something I'm missing? Are they concerned at all? Or do you, do you know, give us give us something to feel good about with this guy? Yeah, I'm not that concerned. I thought I think overall he's looked pretty good. Take away the his overall numbers really get dinged by that first start. I mean, last year he right, right. crushed lefties all year, right? He doesn't give up a home run to lefties. He dominates, and then he gives up a grand slam to Alonzo in the first game. But last game, too, I thought he got squeezed a little bit, frankly, in the bottom rung of the strike zone, which elevated his pitch count. I didn't think he had a great feel for his slider. So take out the bookends. I think he's looked like the same guy that we expected. Now, he hasn't gone as deep into games, I think, as yeah. we would like so far. But uh, I'm not that worried about him. I think you know, watching every th- uh, start, he's looked great. He- his heater's been outstanding. For the most part, he's had that cutter, which has been great as well. I'm not that worried. I think he's going to have a great season. I think health is the key, and so far, so good and, on and that the, front. Yeah, and, Gary, this is a, a great series. You, you mentioned it earlier, too. I mean, you got Cleveland. Cleveland's going to be a different animal. For this offense that has shown, you know, I know they've had a couple games and a couple hiccups where they haven't scored a ton of runs and haven't done great with runners in scoring position. But, you know, in the Texas series proved that they have a potent office. I mean, you look at this this pitching matchup for these guys in the next three days. I mean, Miguel Gonzalez has got a 12 ERA. Carson Fulmer's got a 7.50 ERA. And James Shields coming at 6.17. They've got a great opportunity, I mean, to sweep the White Sox. I mean, they certainly are a better team than Chicago. Uh, their yeah, offense but... against that pitching staff should, uh, I mean, make this a make this a series in which they feast on these guys. Yeah, no question. White Sox are really struggling with the rotation. It's always hard for me to expect a sweep on the road, right. but I think a series win would be outstanding, which they did in Texas. Sounds like, too, White Sox may have made a, a last-minute change. It sounds like Gonzalez may not start today after okay. all, and former will, but their rotation is in total flux. I mean, you look at their staff rotation ERA, it's at 6.5, which <laughs> is last in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. They haven't even reached 90 innings yet as a staff, which is uh, just about the lowest. The Twins are the only team lower, and that's because they've played like 12 games so far this year because of all the weather. But they're walking over six a ball game as a staff, six per nine innings. They just have no answers in the rotation right now. So it would be great to see the M's jump on every one of these starters put up some crooked numbers early in games, and they have a chance to do it. Well, they certainly did that against Texas after getting mowed down by Houston, and a lot of people get mowed down by Houston, so you're right, make, yeah. make hay why the sun shines. Gary, as you might expect, it's a, each row is a huge topic of conversation here in Seattle. I'll just ask you, and I mean, you're, you're in a, a unique position in terms of you know your, your commentary on this. I'll just ask you were, you, were you surprised? There was a, you know, we were all leading up to this, and there's going to come a moment where they're going to have to decide between Heredia and each row. Were, were you surprised at the decision? No, I wasn't that surprised, to be honest, because I see uh, a lot of teams in April, uh, they want to make, teams in April want to make decisions uh, looking forward long term. You don't necessarily want to cut someone loose when you may want to use them down the road. You just don't know how things are going to shake out. So it wasn't that surprising. And I take what they said on face value in terms of facing a ton of righties here in the next few days. And Heredi probably wouldn't have seen that much action. And I also think if Paxson would have gone longer in that start the previous night, that we probably wouldn't be having this conversation at all because I think it would have been a reliever. But I don't think it's that unusual to see teams do this sort of thing, especially in April. I mean, the really important question here, Gary, as we wrap it up, is that have you filled out your big board? you have a mock draft for Thursday? 
I know you're into these types of things. Who's your top five? Who? What's the first quarterback that's off your board? <laughs> mock draft. That's a great question. <laughs> Does uh, anybody do a baseball mock draft? Are there people actually doing yes, that? Are there? Of course there are. Yeah. Oh, Lord, we got to find people yes. some hobbies. Oh, God. I, I love... You know, I love the baseball draft. I wish more people were in. Uh, do you guys want to do a mock draft with me this sure, year? Sure, I'd love to. Look okay. at the time. Gary, it's been great visiting with you. Steve, this Steve Wilkinson out of Pocatello, Idaho High School. I've uh, seen him throw. This is going to be so much fun. Oh, I love it. I can't it. wait. Guess I'll give you, Gas, you take all the uh, community college guys mm-hmm. got and uh, break them down. You, get you them got ready it. for the draft. Yes, I'm, I'm, and, I'm uh, on it. Talk, you got the high school kids. Perfect. That's so, right. my, my wheelhouse. Gary, yeah, this will be great. Uh, appreciate you jumping on, and I mean this again. I'll repeat what I said earlier. You are, if people haven't listened to you, to your broadcast, go do so. Gary and even and Ryan Roland Smith are a great duo, but you in particular, you're a hell of a broadcaster, man. And if it, you know, eventually, I hope it works out here. And obviously, I want Riz and Dave and all those guys to be healthy and, and all that. Hmm. But if it, but you know, for you, I mean, if they can't get back <laughs> healthy, well, hey, we never know. But for if for any, uh, I know you're putting tapes together. For other teams, if any other spots open up, you do a hell of a job. You are a pleasure to listen to. Whenever you're on, I just sat in my backyard. It was a great day yesterday, and I just listened to you on the call. You have such a great voice and feel for the game. It's very old school because it's not that new school because that new school is I got to yell and talk over everything. You have kind of a very old school feel to it, and uh, it's, it's a pleasure to listen to. Happy for you. I never thought you'd go from calling volleyball games in front of five people uh, to now calling Mariner games, but I know it was always a passion of yours. Doing a great job. Well, Keep me, it up, man. I just recorded everything you said, and I'm going to use it on my reel, so that's great. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Thank you so much. All right, Gary, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Great right. to talk to you both. You appreciate it. There he is. Gary Hill, Jr., uh, one of the voices for the Seattle Mariners on the radio side of things. Also, he was going to fill in and do games anyways this year, but right. he's also filling in doing the old Kevin Kremen role, which is their engineer slash broadcaster. 